You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt and not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. And if you decide to purchase any products from the website, Enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces. NATION30. And you will receive 30% off your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today are both Andy and Michael. What's up, fellas? Howdy, howdy. What's going on? Today, um, we're kind of doing an episode we weren't really planning on, but um, (laughs) we've had even more stuff happen since our last mid-season recap episode, so now we're going to do... We're going to do rifle recap. We're going to do like a rifle slash rut season uh, recap, talk about... um, I've had a a good couple... I'm not going to lie, I've had a good six days. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to kind of talk about that stuff, uh, talk about what's been going on with uh, Mike and Andy uh, during oh, I'll the... Oh, i first. <laughs> ready? Ready? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we do have a special guest before we get going into our stuff. We have got one of Micah's good friends, Robin. Uh, Micah talked about his deer camp that he goes to every every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin's one of his good friends that that uh, owns some property up there that Micah hunts on and Robin's son Brooks killed his first deer yep. eight, eight years old. And so it's awesome. It's, it's exciting. Awesome uh, Mike and deer. I get to talk to Brooks uh, for a couple minutes about his, his first deer. <laughs> yep. Yep. He gave us the story and he, he did awesome. So, yeah. So um, before we get into us three talking about everything, uh, you guys are, you listeners are going to hear Brooks um, tell his story and, um, just you can enjoy check that. It out, like right after it happened on Facebook, correct? Yeah, yeah it's on our Facebook kid. and Instagram. That kid that's uh, his super videos excited. on there. That's Brooks. <laughs> uh, super excited. And the way Micah says it, he he tells the story the exact same way every yeah, time he tells it. It, it so. was pretty funny because, like you know, obviously different people come in through you know throughout the day and stuff, and everybody's like, "Hey, so what happened?" And he would, to the T, say exactly what he says, and it's pretty good. Yeah. So enjoy. Uh, that little short clip with Brooks before we get into our stuff, and then we'll get into it. So 
Um, you guys want to start the show? You got anything else to add before we hop in? Nope. Get to it. All right. Enjoy it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Right, we're excited. We got our buddy Brooks on the phone with us. Brooks, how's it going, man? Good. So for everybody listening, Brooks, how old are you? Eight. Brooks is eight years old. Eight years old. This is uh, this is the first year you were actually able to hunt, right? You were able to actually carry or take your gun and shoot this year, correct? Yep. That's awesome. So before we have Brooks tell the story, Micah, why don't you uh, tell everybody how you know Brooks and you know what the, His the relation with Deer Camp is with you guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brooks is one of my good buddies' uh, son. It's his second son, and uh, I've known their the family long time. Couldn't I ain't gonna do the math on it, <laughs> but yeah, we've been going. I've been like I said in the podcast before. I've been going up there since I was sixteen. So you know known them for a long time and that's one of the, his farm is the farm that i hunt on mainly and uh and but this year uh brooks he was actually able to hunt and he harvested one heck of a deer and his first one ever yeah first one and uh did it all on his own with his dad right there beside him so. yeah so we thought it'd be really cool to to have brooks come on uh brooks's dad robin was uh excited enough to let brooks come on and brooks is going to tell us the story yep of his first deer ever yep so you excited to tell the story brooks yeah all right let's uh let's hear the story yep. tell us what you did and this was opening day last weekend on november 14th no, correct when, or when was did it you, when did you shoot it brooks was it sunday you shot it sunday right or was it yeah. saturday i'm pretty sure it was saturday saturday evening correct yep all okay. right all right so well, whenever you're ready buddy just tell that story so I woke my dad up because I kicked the wood in the deer stand, and he didn't want to go back to sleep because it was too windy. And he grabbed one, and he digged through my bag and grabbed a candy, and he gave me two, and he gave him two. And before he can put it in his mouth, he said that SH word and dropped his candy and handed me the gun and said, did you have a good shot on the buck? And I said, no, not yet, because he was going through some trees. Then I had a wide-open shot when he was walking and i shot him just behind the heart and he jumped up and it stinged him um and i didn't want him to run too far but uh, because i didn't want to walk all the way down so i shot him one more time and and i hit him and i don't know about the third time if i hit him or didn't but he dropped to the ground and after that my dad just said nice job and we didn't walk down there for about 10 minutes or five minutes and then we finally got out of the stand and got in the buck shot and drived all the way down there but well we didn't drive all the way down there yet we actually went to go back we tried to call some um skyler and it didn't work so we went all the way back to the shop and um my dad texted skylar 
and the text apparently went through and a few minutes later Scarlett pulled up um, after we went to go pick up Cash and Mom and then we drove all the way down there and it I killed him right where the, a bunch of briars were pointing at you. We had to walk through all the briars and <laughs> drag the dip out. Did you help um, him? Did you help him drag it out, or did you make uh, Uncle Skyler and Robin do it, or and your dad? I made them do. It. You made them do <laughs> it. You're supposed. Yeah. Did they make you take yeah. a bite of the heart or anything? They rubbed some blood on your face or something? No, no. No. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk with Dad about that one. So how excited were you shaking real bad after you took that first shot? Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if I was gonna if he was gonna run like far. No, but uh your dad said and I mean we obviously saw the deer, you actually did you made a really good shot. How far away was it? Do you remember? Yep, eighty five yards. Eighty five yards, perfect. Um Awesome, buddy. How how excited were you when you got to touch him for the first time? Um, I I it was kind of hard to believe that I actually shot a buck that big. Yeah, he, and he he was one heck of a deer. Uh, how many points did he have? Thirteen. Thirteen points. He and wow. if I were, do you remember what he scored? Not that it matters, but do you remember? Yeah, one forty four point two. One forty four point two. Look at that. You are you are ruined forever, kid. I know. Now, now Brooks Brooks here. He has an older brother. Mm-hmm. Last year, Brooke, or Cash got an eight point, I believe it was, and he's got one this year. Has have you been giving your older brother any crap about getting a bigger deer yet? No, I haven't, I haven't bragged about it yet. Yeah, I'm bragged. You probably should. That's that might, probably good. Yeah, that might hurt big brother's feelings, but. So awesome job, buddy. We just wanted to get you on here so everybody could hear that story. It, it was really cool. Uh, one more question before we leave. How uh, how often does your dad sleep in the stand whenever you guys are hunting? Uh, it's probably it's, about every time, right? He doesn't go to sleep that much. It's usually me and Cash going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest, buddy. And for the listener, Robin's one of Micah's best friends. Uh, known him for years, and so um, this is Micah's opportunity to give I can, Robin. I can jab at yeah, him a hard little time. Bit. He can't say anything back. That's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. But I, I the this uh, Brooks, we thought was going to be a great way for you to always remember the first deer you ever got to kill. And you got you get to have this recording for the rest of your life, and you'll always get to remember this story. And Micah, myself, and Andy, we just want to congratulate you on an awesome job, and you are a deer hunter for life. You are officially in the club, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we know Brooks. Brooks, actually, I don't you have you have some basketball, basketball practice, practice tonight, right? Yep. Yep, so we're going to let you get off the phone and uh, go get off to practice. But uh, thanks for coming on, Brooks. We appreciate it. Congratulations, buddy. Yep, good job. Thanks. Thank you for having me. You're You're welcome. welcome. We love it. Yep. We'll see you, man. All right, hope you all enjoyed that little uh, clip with Brooks. Uh, Congrats to him again. Yep, And thanks to his dad, Robin, for letting him come on with us. Yep. Um, I think it'll be cool that Brooks will get to always remember 
his first deer. Yeah, yeah, it's be a good memory for him for sure. Sounds like he's got the story down pat. He yeah. does. He does. He's definitely practiced it a few times. <laughs> Robin was telling me that he he rehearsed it about six or seven times in the truck on the way over. <laughs> so. And and uh, like me and Micah said in the the little clip with him, um, he's he's in trouble his the rest of his life. He's only eight years old and he's he got, got a, a bar good high. buck. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a heck of a deer. So good for him. And and did a good job. So um, congrats to him again. Congrats to all the kids that have hopefully harvested something this last week yep. or obviously during youth season as well. Um, we are recording this episode on, it's a Sunday night, I know that, November 21st. 21st, I think. So 22nd. Second. It's a November 22nd, so we're recording this a little bit before the end of rifle season, so there's always that off chance that something happens in the next two days but um won't be me (laughs) (laughs) my biggest deer to date was killed the last day the last couple minutes of of rifle season yeah so definitely could have something happen but uh we uh just got to get something in so that's this is what we're doing here we're we're trying to kind of finagle shows and figure out how to get stuff done so this is a show that wasn't planned uh, but we decided to, to put it in because we have had quite a bit happen and it ties in well with our mid-season recap. Right. So that's why. Um, so for everybody listening that might have listened to our mid-season recap, uh, we'll tie a little bow on, on Andy's yeah, let's get that um, out the archery, yeah. which yeah. there is some, some good news on that. Um, but I think. So after maybe. our mid-season show, we went out and searched yep. for him again. We looked and I mean, we, we did everything we possibly could to find that deer. Um for those of you who don't remember, whatever, uh, I shot him in the shoulder, screwed up, choked, whatever you want to call it. Uh, hit him in the shoulder. Shit happens. Yep. Um, unfortunately, um, I think if you bow hunt long enough, you're going to have those. Um, pretty upset about it still, but it is what it is. However, I've been looking for him very aggressively, and I am 99.9% sure that I've seen him twice now. Yeah, since um, since the uh, since, uh, we've since been searching I, for him. Yeah, yeah. Since I shot him with my bow, was that two weeks ago now? Um, so that's the one positive that's, is that's that he's part. he's yeah. he's, he's still, alive. He's still alive. Yeah. I, I can't be a hundred percent sure because both of them have been super far away. Um, the deer had a slight limp, which gives a good you know indication, of course, and then. I don't know if I described him or not. It has that flyer out the back. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, I couldn't see the flyer, but I could tell on the deer that was out there. I mean, I'm looking at my binoculars five, 600 yards away at one point in time. You could tell there was something on one of his G2s. You couldn't right. see what, but you could tell there was a irregularity up there. So I'm 99% sure it is him, and it's just catching back up to him now. That's good. Though. I mean, if you're going to have that happen, which obviously you don't want to have happen, right. you, want, you wanted to make a clean shot and recover him and – Yep. Honestly, when we left from recording our last episode to go search for him that night again, I thought we were going to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when we searched for him that afternoon, blood all of a sudden dried up, and I just I thought that the blood we were seeing was the right kind of blood, which mm-hmm. muscle blood and and yep. you know that heart blood and stuff like that look very similar. Um, I was, just, I was happy with the amount of blood we saw and then it kind of dried up, but mm-hmm. I actually thought it had to do with the arrow more yeah. than anything, but, um, I need to tell you how tough an animals those are. Cause I'll be honest with you. I've shot, I hit shoulder on the doe I shot earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, blew straight through it. And I, it wasn't the main part of the shoulder. I mean, I just kind of clipped it, but, 
blew through it and actually out the other side. It went through and through a doe shoulder. This buck obviously twice the size of the of the doe, mm-hmm. and uh, I squared that shoulder up. And I think we went over what I was shooting again. I'm shooting 500 and roughly 30 grains, pulling 72, 73 pounds. You know, long arrow, about everything you can can do to make that shot. Equipment wise, I have it except for right. a 600 grain. I mean, something crazy. Uh, so I was pretty optimistic. I had the right equipment if, to to manage yeah. that missed shot, but uh, wasn't the case. And uh, two days left here, rifle, and then I'll go back out and. You know, things change late bow season. Um, Actually, for us hardcore bow hunters, I think stuff gets back to more normal. Yeah. I mean. Travel patterns, I mean, change back to what they were pre-rut. So now it's, you know, bedding food. You know, or it will be soon. You know, bedding food areas. Yeah, the rut's not over. bumping around, yeah. And and there's going to be, I I don't know what you call it. I kind of call it a second rut where, mm-hmm. you know, there's those does that didn't get bred the first Late time. Ride, yeah, they'll yeah they're going to get bred again. But, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying this part of the time of the year is magical. It's awesome. But sometimes for us hardcore bow hunters, it's also stressful mm-hmm. because stuff just goes crazy. Yep. I mean, everything you've been doing is now out of the window and it's time for you to start doing things differently or yeah, start hunting does more than likely. <laughs> well, pretty I mean, much. You, I mean, you try to find the does and hopefully something I'm gonna call BS because I've seen about thirty <laughs> does in the last eighteen well, hours. You know that they're not neat right now. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's uh and button bucks. I, the place I, I mainly hunt, I've seen more button bucks this year uh, than I I can ever recall. I, I mean, I guess that's a good sign. I got a good buck crop coming. I, I don't know. But, yeah, check uh, back in four years, buddies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See yeah. in four years, hopefully five years. It. I'd like to get somebody on to talk about that. One thing we've noticed up at uh, one of the farms that I hunt. Every, I mean, obviously the rut every year, and then our does, they're all small. They're all yearling does, maybe two years or something. They're all small. We don't have. We don't keep the mature does on our property, and hmm. I want to know why that is. Hmm. It's. I mean, it's like. We're babysitting the babies while the, while the moms go off <laughs> yeah. and get, you know, and it, it's just kind of strange. I, I, I wonder if there's anything to that. Well, I'm sure it has to do with their core area and what they prefer to live in. Right. You know, I, I, I do you guys do doe management up there quite a bit? Well, well, yeah, no, actually, well, as a matter yeah, of fact, say, let's well, roll into that. Really. Mike well, managed the hell out of one. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did harvest a doe uh, yesterday evening, but that was actually on a different farm. It was okay. one, it's one of the smaller ones, one of the smaller farms we got up there. But uh, yeah, uh, as far as as far as the big farm that we hunt, it uh, the conservation does the management for us because they come in there and they do a coal every year. So oh, nice. we don't. We try not to take any does off that place. So, yeah. you know. They still cold every year with CWD? They still cold every year. There's certain, uh, there's certain, like our farm doesn't do it, and a few of the other farms that we talk to, they don't do it, but the conservation calls them up every year, and they want to know if they can come in and shoot shoot deer off of us. And a lot, a lot of them don't, but some of the farmers that just don't care, they say, yeah, have at it, and they go out there go and, and have at it. kill as many deer as they can. You know, to do the testing and that sort of thing. That's got to be a sinking feeling sometimes if you're hunting an area. I don't agree with a lot of the things. I mean, some of the things that conservation does. I know in most part they're trying to do 
what they think's best. But I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that part. Sure. Of it, yeah. You no, know, I'm with you. I mean, like I said, we've talked about that in our episode before. We, I think the Missouri Depart- Department of Conservation is one of the best in the country. Right. Yep. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with every little thing, but yeah. um, they do a yeah. lot of things right, and some things, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, we all have our opinions yeah. on. Yeah, on and what that's that's do. my opinion on that situation. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so Mike, to stay with you though. Uh, yeah, I'll just kind of start yeah. from the beginning. Because uh, you've you've had a the, the where you go. So everybody, if you remember, Micah goes up to a deer camp. Yeah, we live in central West Central Missouri. Yeah. And then every year, Micah, since he's 16, goes up north several hours um, with family, friends, friends. Yeah, it's, and it's mostly, a, I mean, there's a few families up there. And me and a few other guys have just been friends of the family mm-hmm. type thing. We go up there and uh, been doing it for a long time. And uh, a lot of us have had good success. <clears throat> um, had some bad years, too. But for the most part, it's been really good. This year... Um, I'll just start out Saturday, Saturday, opening morning. Uh, I sat in one stand and I had a, my buddy Skyler. He was in a different stand, probably, I don't know, f- probably about 500 yards away. And uh, uh, I see a, I see a deer come out. So the first year I saw that morning, it kind of started slow. I was like, man, because usually opening day there, you're going to see at least 10 deer, 20, you know, there's been days where you see 40 deer in one sit. But anyway, so his, this was the first one I saw and um, he looked really good on his one side. I thought, I was like, that's a bit, that's the big eight. Cause we got a big eight up there on camera. And I was like, dude, that's the big eight. So I get my binoculars and he's out in the field. I'm in tucked in pretty much a, a seasonal Creek timber area. And I couldn't get a great look at him. So I'm not going to say I passed him because that'd be taken away from what Skyler did, <laughs> but I never got a good enough. I never would have had a good enough shot to feel comfortable. And I never got to get good enough glass on him to actually like find a good out enough confirmation. Right. I didn't. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I was actually in contact with one, uh, Belzer Robin and I was like, well, I just, I just don't know about him. And then I'm like, he's walking towards Skyler. We're going to find out here in about 10 seconds if he likes him or not. And then like about 10 seconds later, bang. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get a hold of Skyler and he says, Hey, I got a good shot. And so I actually went over there and, uh, we recovered his deer and, uh, I mean, he, he was a stud. Oh, that's uh, a good deer. Yeah. Yeah. Really good deer. Uh, I wish I would have had a better look better at look him, at him. <laughs> i'm a little jealous mike is upgrading binoculars next year <laughs> no, well, that's see. no kidding and then not only did you know skyler by the way congrats dude yeah um, heck of a deer you know then brooks yeah uh, the, the there young, was young a, man we just had on um, there was a total of nine nine bucks killed nine or ten nine or ten i can't remember a lot of deer a lot of deer between the you know our little deer camp that we have there was nine uh nine bucks killed i'm pretty sure so it, we had a really successful year, a lot of good deer, and uh, three of them. One of our one of the smaller farms. It's eighty acres. It we got one, two, three, three bucks off of it, and my doe off that one farm, and nice. some of them we never seen before. So it, it, it was pretty good. And then yeah, it was it was just it was fun. You year. weren't in the right place at the right time, right? You know. And I mean, I kind of knew we kind of knew going in this year that we didn't have. We didn't have as many good mature deer like we have in the past. 
So I kind of knew it was going to be an off year, but there's always that hope that something's going to come by that, you know, that's out, yeah. out of its core area. And, you know, it just well, and wasn't I think my year for it. It's cool for the listener, listener to know. And once again, we don't judge anybody for the way they do stuff, right. but you all try yep. to adhere to kind of a, I'll call it a management plan where you, yeah. you try not to shoot um, younger deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, last year it was, or years past, it was, we tried not to shoot anything lower than 140 this year we bumped it up to 145 and uh and to be honest i mean i don't know if it's a good thing or i mean it is what it is but we've only had two of the deer that got killed i'm pretty sure are the only ones that met that criteria and that was on kind of a completely different farm different management and sort of thing that met or didn't meet all the other ones didn't meet Really, and they were close though. I they will were say close. this: they were really close. Though. It's so yeah. hard to judge yeah. right. right off. So you gotta make decisions. Like you're talking about looking through binoculars. Right. Is that is that one forty, one forty five? And, uh, one and thing, for me, every damn buck I ever see is like that's a freaking two hundred inch deer. <laughs> no, I mean I feel like exact, you know what I'm saying. That's right. exactly how I was this year. You know, because you always whenever they're in the back of the truck, everybody's saying, "Oh, that's that, and that's that." I was off terribly this year. The first, <laughs> the first th- that we had three killed. Uh, op- uh, opening, op- day. opening day so we had three of them in the truck uh that evening or whatever and i was off by 12 inches on one i was off by 10 inches on one <laughs> i was off by like six on the other i mean it was just a weird year so yeah it, they, well, it threw i, I think off. we all were because you sent us some pictures whenever yeah. that happened You're like oh that thing's a stud that thing's 160 plus 170 he's like no it was 150 <laughs> yeah <laughs> what well, and pictures the, can be deceiving pictures I, are really it, deceiving we were just talking about this uh, before we started recording on, uh, well, oh, we'll get yeah. to this on your uh, yeah. story, Andy, but you know, you see a picture and you're like, Oh, that, I think this might be that, but I mean, it just depends on the angle. It depends on, mm-hmm. you know, the backdrop where the person's sitting in, in relation to the deer sometimes, right. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that do a great job of extending. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, <laughs> you know, does it, and, that's and I think I've, I've probably done it a time or two. Myself. I think it's just fun to do. See, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. To look while, while also looking. <laughs> Have you seen some of the pictures, like people just gagging on people where the yeah. guy is like 20 <laughs> feet back and he's just like in the. <laughs> Looks like a little toy soldier holding <laughs> yeah. up the. Yeah, uh, I love that. Good. It's Those are funny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, it was a really good year. Good year. Got to see a lot of deer. Had a great time with everybody. You know, it's always fun getting to see those people that you only get to see a few times a year. Yeah. <sighs> just it was it was a good time yeah and you went back up this weekend yeah i went back up this weekend this weekend it was kind of slow uh uh i hunted i kind of backed away from some of the other farms because some other family came in we just you know running out of spots and but one of my other good buddies that actually i started going up there with uh swise good i start uh i hunted his farm for a few times because he was actually out of town for a wedding so uh i was able to hunt that farm and that's that one I sent that video that had those three does. <laughs> You're pinned down. Oh. I was I was doe hunting that day, right? I was like, I, I want to get my doe out of the way, and <laughs> me like an idiot, I just go up there and we. I didn't want to sit in the stands that we had set up there, so I was like, I'm just gonna go lean up against these trees, lean lean up against a tree. Had the other one, my gun or had my gun leaning against another tree, and I'm because I'm expecting them to come out further down. And then all of a sudden, I just look to my right, and she is right there. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. What do I do? What do I do? And she's just, she's got me pinned down. And so I'm just steady as a rock. And 
surprisingly they, they they hung around for at least five minutes like it was i was able to get that video obviously but i couldn't I, there was no way i was gonna be able to reach my gun and get a shot off so <laughs> it was still pretty cool just watch them then you got one the next day anyway or yeah. that night no Saturday no night? That, that was friday morning because okay. i took off and i was uh i got up uh, that was friday morning friday night not much action i saw some does but we never it wouldn't have been a good shot and then uh saturday morning i didn't see I saw two little scrub bucks, and then I got that doe uh, Saturday evening. So meet in the freezer, and, and it was right there at last light, you know. So yeah. meet in the freezer, baby. Oh yeah, no, it was good. She's a good sized doe. Uh, happy to take her. She's all cut up right now, actually, in my cooler in the truck. So <laughs> outside, yeah, yeah, nice. right now. So probably tomorrow I'll get her all butchered up a little more and get some meat on the smoker and do some jerky and other things. So next episode, we'll have some jerky. <laughs> yeah. That's what I just heard. That's what, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Well, I, as long as I remember to grab that dehydrator. Yeah, so. dehydrator's in my basement right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Andy, you want to fill So we kind of, we're caught up till rifle season with you. What, how's your rifle season been? Rifle season been rough for me. Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking think, a little you know, bit. Was, but <laughs> yeah. You you put a lot. I, at least I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. I guess during rifle season, if we don't get done in bow season, you know, time's ticking. I've hunted a lot in the last three weeks. I mean, a lot, a lot. Uh, opening day. Let's see. I'm trying to think which day it was. Opening day, the neighbor um, killed one of the bucks that I passed uh, at with my bow at about ten yards. Uh, then that night, that same neighbor, which I think is... Can we stop and go back to that? Go ahead. You you asked all of us. Now, you know, now I'm mad, right? Because he got killed and I passed on him. I should have just shot him, blah, 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 right? (laughs) This is a perfect spot for, like, the listeners to really understand, too, that if if you're in a situation, what do we all say to you? You made, you still made the right choice, right? I believe at one point in time you said, just shot him, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I said that. Well, I might have. I like to give you a hard time. But, you know, if you're you're adhering to a management plan and you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, shoot mature deer, um, it might not necessarily always be a a huge rack. I mean, most of the time a mature deer is going to have a larger rack. But um, you were pretty sure the deer that you passed on was probably three and a half? He was three and a half, maybe four and a half. And... So you decided to pass on him with your bow, right. and obviously he got. And it was a borderline pass for me with my bow. Like I'm not blaming the neighbor at all. Oh no, no, I, good, it's good deer. I need to find out what he scored if he scored him. But and that neighbor coming to find out, he actually was only hunting that day. He was leaving. Uh, I take that back. He was he had that weekend to hunt. He left Monday morning to go work in South Carolina or South Dakota, one of the two, mm-hmm. South something. And uh, so that was all all the time he had. So oh, and that's perfectly those, fine. That's his. I mean, it's know, his decision to make, right? Yep. I've always said it's your damn tag. It's you right. you you use it the way you want to. Yep. But I, I think the point I'm trying to make to you is, if you made the the decision to pass on him, then that's that's the right decision oh, yeah. still. I mean, you can't yeah. control what's going to happen <laughs> on other places, and nope. unfortunately, that deer walked the wrong direction yep. and got it on opening morning. But you know, that was the first thing you saw is as yep. one was down and. Uh, yeah, that was down, and then, uh, like I said, his dad killed another one that we passed over on that farm uh, that same day, which is fine. Again, they teach their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was basically opening weekend in a nutshell. Um, I passed a couple 
okay deer at the time. I mean, they're eight points, probably 120s, 130s for the most part. Just not what I'm looking for. I think uh, younger deer. There was one eight point. Well, then I guess I'll back up. I started hunting in the mornings. I'd get up and I would hunt from 6.30 to about 7.45. you got to be I'd at work at 8. i take all my clothes and everything with me. I'd pull in the parking lot of work and basically I had my work clothes on underneath my bibs and my other stuff, you know, for rifle season, kind of a little easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just strip off those clothes, walk on into work and, uh, did that about every day, uh, of the week. And, uh, again, kept seeing decent deer, uh, I was go ahead and I would leave work and I would make it out there. And, uh, you you would basically hunt two hours every day. Yeah, you'd, you'd make it hour in the from, morning, hour in the afternoon. And if that's what you got, that's what you got. That's what I had. And I was I was only going to like my easiest accessible stand. Uh, a couple times I just sat on the ground against a tree and watched. You know, and that's one of the times I did see the deer I, I hit with my bow. Is I sat in a spot you could only see the only spot you can see the corner of that field, and it's I end up ranging. It's about three hundred and sixty yards away, I think. And that's when I seen him pretty uh confident the first time so uh so i kept doing that there was one mature eight point that i really contemplated <laughs> however in the back of my mind i'm stuck on one basically deer that i'm looking for <laughs> you know there's that one and a couple others and he just i hadn't even seen this eight point before um uh, the one that came by and he was decent but um uh, and then it kind of shut down. I'm seeing does and small, small bucks. I'm seeing a lot of does. And then I'm seeing six points. I'm seeing, you know, rag eight points that are super young. I'm seeing four corns. Uh, had a new deer show up. This thing, uh, might as well call him Popcan because it looks like Popcan's coming out of his head. Brow tines are probably 10, 11 inches tall. And then right where you're right, the rack should turn to go out to your main beams and G2s, he just has two little crab claws. And so he's literally only six point. He's not legal to shoot. I've seen him probably four or five times, binoculars, scope, everything. I mean, I'm trying to find a kicker. (laughs) Right. Where is that one inch point? Yeah, I'm trying to find a kicker on one side just to give me four points there. You know, I can't find it. For the listener, uh, our county still has the point restriction. Right. Because pretty sure not every county in Missouri has that. Correct. Yeah, I think ours does. Ours does. Jackson County. Jackson doesn't. And I'm saying this deer's four and a half, five and a half. I mean, he's got that big, thick body, full chest. He's a mature deer, um, but he's he's not legal for us to shoot. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we seem to have those around this year. Mm-hmm. As one of the spots I hunt, there's heck. I even nicknamed one of them Evaletti. Yeah. Because it looks like he's just got like Satan's horns coming out of his head, and they're these giant. And what that do you call might them, be uh, one of the most mature deer I've seen in a long time. That deer has to be on. I mean, he might even be on the downhill side of life. Right. But uh, yeah, he's got these just two main beams. Mm-hmm. Um, he technically is legal, I actually think, on one side because he has a, a, a three-point side, and then he's probably got about a two-and-a-half-inch kicker coming out of his base. You would just have to confirm it if you ever saw him. But right. it's just – there's that one. There's another six-pointer at that place I hunt that I can't shoot that yep. is he's a, a he's pretty large six-pointer. Yeah, long times. Pretty and nice. then there was a seven uh, earlier in the summer that we haven't seen since probably August. Yeah. But um, that is probably legal as well. It's just he's. It's so odd to see such a large deer with almost no points. And no points. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. But. Um. So yeah, that that deer at least got your blood boiling a little bit, and then it did. And then I made myself. I calmed myself back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one day this week 
after work that I took off to the deer stand. <laughs> okay. And I know the story. Already. <laughs> I answered the phone, uh, my cell phone. Uh, it was after work hours. I worked the full day. Took off. I was like, ah, I should answer this. You know, I answered on the way there. Thing be short conversation. No, it wasn't. Uh, the conversation went on, and it was one I really needed to take. As I'm sitting in my truck in the field, ready to walk in, a doe runs out in the middle of this field. Well, and here comes pop cans right out behind her, you know, just, and he's looks really nice from distance. So I'm sitting here, got this, <laughs> this client on speakerphone, watching the deer through my binoculars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, finally I finished the conversation, got out, threw my bibs on, threw everything on. I take off, I get almost there and I look and I can see through a timber some does like crap i start looking through binoculars don't see any bucks with them it's okay that's not the stand i want to get to i there's a specific place i want to go that night something told me you got that intuition and go so i turn i take about five steps just so i can see over the crest of the hill and i can see antlers i'm like oh boy i'm late i'm too late they're already in the field and so i start looking and i can see five on one side of that one and I'm like okay that's, that one's nice and i so I have this stool that I was carrying. I get down. I lay out. I'm, I'm putting it on him. And about that time, here comes another one over the hill. I'm like, oh, that's him. And I am, in another case, I was 90% sure it was the deer that I had shot with my bow. Right. And so then after that point, everything was like, I got I to make this happen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, but I have to make this happen. And right now we're pushing probably 400 yards out there at the moment. Well, I kind of started getting lines. I was like, man, I, and I'm not comfortable shooting that far. I, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And so he's out there moving around and it's like, all right. So I start creeping for They have no clue. I had the wind. So mm-hmm. I start creeping along the edge of the timber, moving, moving, moving. Well, then they kind of stop. So I stop. Okay. So I range him again and I'm within about 350. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. And he's standing there broadside and looking through binoculars. So I get down, lay out, put, put this gun across the bench, get a solid base. And I look through his scope. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not him. <laughs> I look back up, look through my binoculars. Him and another buck have rotated, and there's another buck standing in front of him. So had I shot, I would have shot the wrong deer. <laughs> so like, gosh, dang. So I, there's not paying attention anymore. So I grab my stool, and I start crawling, 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 crawling. And I'm literally at this point almost belly crawling through corn stalks, trying to get close enough. And now <laughs> I, I range. I'm about 260 out, and he had separated from that buck. And I start getting ready. I'm like, all right. I know I can make this shot. So I'm starting ready to get on him. And about that time, a doe takes off running across the field. Well, here goes pop cans chasing her. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, so I get back on. And I, I click the safety off. I'm looking at him. And here comes a doe past him. And what does he do? Right Bolts. after her. He gimps his way with her. <laughs> I was that close. That close to making it happen. And, yeah, he trotted off into the timber. And uh, that was the the closest thing I've had so far this year, pulling the trigger on the mature deer. Yeah. So. And you know, uh, for the listeners, Andy, between the three of us, is probably one of the most the most positive of us. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm I'm the one who's always like negative about things sometimes, and and you are uh, definitely uh, struggling right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying I'm the best deer hunter in the world. No, I don't mean hunting. I mean oh, no, I'm mentally, you are definitely. <laughs> and it's got me at a bad mental spot. <laughs> you, yeah, usually. I doubled two years ago. Me and Nate both did the same year. Before that, I mean, I pretty regularly feel like I can find a good buck. I didn't kill one last year, which I was after a specific deer last year, mm-hmm. and that was fine. 
this year, I had no specific deer starting out. Right. Surely I can get a good buck. My brother-in-law has capitalized on his, his deer for quest. There's, there's deer out there on this property I'm hunting that I know if I get, it put us up there in the top 15, top 10. And, uh, <laughs> here I am. He is, well, I, 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 I don't yeah. throw something through my walls right now. <laughs> here I am just beat my head against the wall trying to find him and it's just not working out. Remember and, this and every listener that hasn't harvested something yet. It is freaking November 22nd. It, there's still a lot of time left. If you are but, a bow hunter in our, our state. You have until January 15th. That, and you got late season, you know, the alternative season. Alternative. Sure. And for you specifically, Andy, the farm you, you mainly hunt, you can get on them. Oh, yeah, I know. In, yeah. a, in a late season setting. You know, after this rut kind of slow, starts slowing back down. I just put a lot of pressure on myself already, and you shouldn't. Hunting's supposed to be fun, no, first yeah, of all. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I've, like I said, I've just hunted so much trying to make it happen. I, I've almost, I almost say burned myself out because I will keep going and we all do that i have it in me i just but uh what got me down a little more was yesterday morning yeah a little more i was about to go back and i really i swear i was this sounds like a made-up story i was about to march back to the northeast corner i carry my climber when i do that right i have have a climber i don't have a permanent stand back there right now and it was the morning i'm like i don't feel like walking all the way back in there I guess it, and it's probably a mile hike from from where you have to park, so I picked a stand in the timber closer. About eight thirty, bang! Neighbor shoots. I know exactly where the neighbor's you know stand is, uh, assuming he's in the one I'm thinking. And I kind of crap, so I sent him a Facebook message. Hey, did you get one this morning? And a little time goes by. He sends me a picture, and it is the big one that I have on camera out there. And I'm not talking about the one that I shot with my bow. I'm talking about the biggest one in that 180 that you're aware that, of that I'm that aware of. There. Yeah, the rut, like we talked about, shakes everything up. But congratulations to him. Uh, he's hunted there several years. He's actually on his grandpa's farm. Uh, stud of a deer. Yeah, it's a monster. Yeah, it was a stud. I think it, it rough scored 173. That's a that's a deer. And uh, yeah. So I got some pretty good trail cam pictures of him. I sent the guy and said, hey, you know, I, if it was me, I'd like to have him. So I shared some cool trail cam pics with him, and congratulations to him. So And at the same time, you're inside dying a little. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, that little bit of a hope goes away because I hadn't seen that deer yet. I'm not even, I hadn't even seen that one yet. Right. I, it's one of those right. ghosts you just knew that he was you, know, there. you know he's there, but yes. you don't know when, when, where, if he will come out. And – uh one of those, I guess, hope in the back of your mind that, hey, this deer hadn't been killed yet. Because if it has been, you'd have known about it. Right. Type deal. You know, right. somebody would would have said something, and uh, they did. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, congratulations to awesome him. Awesome deer. And uh, well, I'm just going to keep uh, beating that. Killed a coyote this morning. That was a positive. You That's know? always fun. Yep. That's Take those frustrations out. Every, on those guys. Uh, not every hunts a was it? Not every coyote hunts a deer hunt, but every, every deer, deer hunts, hunts a coyote. A coyote. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Uh, I yep. Was, well, I was talking to a guy up north. Uh, we were eating last night, and uh, one of our old friends up there. Uh, we're gonna go up there and do some coyote hunt with hounds. So, oh looking, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, it would be fun. Yep. My neighbor actually has some some 
they're like world class coyote dogs. It's really goes down to competitions like Mississippi and nice. South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, does pretty well in them. So that's yeah. pretty cool to watch those dogs. Yeah, see, I've never, I've never been a part of that. I've heard of it and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's pretty big up north. Yeah, and you know, I know a few guys that done it, but I've never seen it or done it, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. My dad used to have coyote dogs actually. Really? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I kind of feel bad. Getting into my story now. Yeah, yeah. let's hear your story, <laughs> so Nathan. We, I had my downer. Now, now the reason Nathan isn't his normal down self yeah, you, is let's, but let's, if, if Nathan have, hasn't had success, because you've, in past, you've usually at least gotten something by now. You, I mean. No, last year I didn't harvest anything. Last well, year. Last year. No, I did, I did pass on. I was happy. I was happy to have not harvested anything last year. Uh, mostly because I, I had multiple opportunities. I just this didn't take right. them. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't the right one. Before you get into it, I do want to throw a shout out to Pat. Yeah. Pat double Our buddy up. Lucky Pat again. Yeah, Lucky yeah. Pat. Yeah. He, uh, uh, what day was that? It was middle of the week. It was, oh, yeah. It was Thursday. What day was The that? day I went back to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this so, is a funny story. Yeah, tell that one. Well, the, the bad part is the day before, the big one from that farm that he'd been chasing got hit by a car yeah that sucks ended up scoring 164 ish i think is what, what mm-hmm. it was um so he's a little down about that but he had just a limited amount of time to hunt he was had something going on this weekend couldn't hunt so he ran out there that morning and uh about 7 30 funny story is my dad was out there servicing the combine getting ready to shell beans and seen this buck run over the hill and he's like, oh, well, Pat, hope you're awake. And about that time, he shot. And so <laughs> dad went down and helped him uh, drag it out. But um, he had a nice seven-point run by him. Uh, should have been an eight, but he has a, the brow tine. There's a Broke hole clean off. where the brow yeah, tine should weird. be. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, super good deer, real good mass. And uh, he made the best of his time and doubled up for the year. But uh, Yeah, congrats. So yeah. Pat yeah. is tagged out also. Lucky yep. Pat again. Yep. Yep. He had to go to work, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he uh, put the deer in the back of Dad's truck, tagged it and everything, and uh, I had to be at work, he had to be at work, so we met up at lunch and uh, gutted the deer, took care of it, and his wife took it to the locker for him, yep. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of all hands on deck. Yeah, it was one of them thing. days, like, if you would have killed it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Right. I, I took Tuesday and Wednesday off of work last week to hunt, Right. and then I ended up killing it mine opening morning, and I just told my boss, I'm like, hey... I've been hunting a lot, so I'm just going to do some honeydews around the house. I painted my kids' room. So I just kept Tuesday and Wednesday Throwing off. kids around the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then went back to work Thursday. And, of course, Thursday's when Pat kills it. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, on my way to Branson yeah. for work. <laughs> Dang it. Yep. Uh, I've been happy to help. I love going and dragging deer out and helping my buddies. And, um, unfortunately, I was on the road that morning. But So, yeah, I mean uh, – this that six day stretch that I had, um, going from Monday harvesting my archery buck to opening morning of the rifle season was probably the coolest. I mean, six day stretch I'll ever have hunting. <laughs> That's never going to happen like that again. Probably. I mean, it was just uh, kind of cool how everything played out. I guess, and you know, these are both these deer came off Grandpa's farm, and I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, um, I guess I would just kind of get into the story on yeah. the rifle deer. So um, it's a pretty cool story. If people remember our last episode. What day did you shoot your archery deer? Archery deer uh, would have been the Sunday before, recovered him Monday morning. Okay. Um, 
So that would have been, I don't know how you count days. Monday, so rifle season started Saturday. Saturday. So, so you got a week there you days, didn't get to hunt. Right. And uh, just kind of, it's cool because we re- actually referenced Scorpion, mm-hmm. by the way, is his nickname for everybody that follows along with that. Uh, Micah's sitting here shaking his head. Yeah. Uh, I referenced him in that, that archery episode uh, when he got up out of his bed and Russell and I both saw him walk west. Yep. Um, and then he crossed the um, driveway and, and was chasing a doe. Mm-hmm. And he and Russell and I tried to make a he move on chased him. Chased him around for a yeah, little bit. That was this is that deer. This is the, the the big deer at the property that we were after. And we've known him for at least two years. Um, I'm pretty sure a third year. Um, we've we've known this deer. So it's it's a deer that we were both kind of after. And it's cool because he showed back up on cameras just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just kind of like they do at this property and. Um, so there's, the story is really cool because it's just, it's a crazy morning. I mean, <laughs> from the second I got out there to the second I laid my hands on him, there was a nonstop action, whether it was deer related or not <laughs> the entire day. Um, so anyway, so I, I killed my archery buck mm-hmm. and throughout the week had been talking to folks and I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm just going to take my bow now and take it hunting and i believe russell's words exact words were to me the hell you are (laughs) um for people listening so i've got my grandpa's gun that we've kind of been restoring a little bit this year i've got a brand new nice leopold scope on it i changed the bolt on it um russell and i still have plans to do other things we just didn't get them done um changing the trigger out and things like that Mm -hmm. and i've been kind of restoring grandpa's gun well russell's been doing a lot of that work basically for me and mm-hmm. with me. And uh, so when I told him I thought about not taking the rifle, he's like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I've spent all this time. <laughs> so you're it. at least taking it uh, opening you know, day. So in, in my mind, I was going to take it opening weekend. And then if I didn't see anything or kill anything, maybe you know go back to my bow. So I took it opening morning. Um, and the way our property that we hunt out there sets up is – Every rifle season turns into a chaotic craziness. Um, mm-hmm. When we Main, boat, yeah, mainly because you got other hunters yeah. that come in. Orange yeah. Army shows. When we, yeah, when we bow hunt, nobody else is out there hunting at all. Right. In, in an entire area, when rifle season hits, there is multiple guys to our south, multiple guys to our east, multiple guys to our southeast. That's what it is. Hey, and I mean, there's literally a guy that sits 150 yards behind me on their property right. every year, and I can mm-hmm. see him. You know, he sees me which we'll get into. But uh, so every year when I go out there, I make sure I'm sitting in my stand at a minimum an hour before first light so that they bump deer to me because they will walk in and I'm not judging anybody. They usually walk in about 15 minutes after, after sunrise. Right. Not first light. I think you've talked to these guys before too, and they, they're not from around our area. No, those guys you're talking about actually come up from south, southern Missouri, right. and they're on a different farm, oh, okay. farm to, the, to the west. But uh, we actually didn't see them this year um, for some reason. Hmm. But, no, this guy I've never talked to, and, I mean, it seems, you know, he does – not like he's doing anything illegally. He just shows up at – Right. You know, I think today or this – on Sunday he walked in at 720. Yeah. And whatever. I mean, there's a lot right. of folks that will do that so that they can see as they're walking in instead of walking in the dark. Uh, and so that if they bump anything, they can right. potentially get a shot at it. So anyway, I'm in there an hour before first light, 
and the second I sit down, there are deer all around me. Can't tell what they are, obviously, in right, the dark. Right, you just see the bodies moving. Oh, yeah, I know there was bucks co- coming, cruising behind me, and it's just, I mean, the second I sit down, right at first light, uh, this deer scorpion, I see him, I see a big buck, don't know, it was about 400 yards away, bedded in the middle of a bean field with what I thought was two does at the time. And I get my binos out, and I, I can see a large rack. Don't know who it is for sure, but see him get up, and he chases one of the does uh, into a, that pa- a patch of timber north of me. And basically, for long story short, on that part, right at first light, I see that happen. I don't shoot him till almost 930. Hmm. I essentially had my binos on that patch of timber for three hours at that point because <laughs> I, I, I knew he chased her in there and then what i ended up noticing was that second doe that i thought was a doe was actually a tiny little buck and he would hang out in the bean field outside of that timber so you knew he's still there and i knew that he, the big guy was in there with her probably breeding her and stuff like that and that other one was trying to get a crack at it mm-hmm. so i basically pervert <clears throat> <laughs> kept my eyes mates a peeping tom <laughs> that's what i was doing um kept my eyes on that timber and the way the the property set up, I was quite certain they were not going to exit that timber to the north. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, man, if I can just be patient here, whatever deer is in there, I can get a crack at. It. Right. You just got to wait them out. Yeah. And I saw buck after buck after buck after buck walk. I had one buck walk right under me at one point in time, just tongue hanging out, panting, just. And I remember looking at him and going buddy and he was heading to the east and then south and he, it looked like he was going to cross the creek go to the property to our south and i said you better not cross that creek or you're going to die <laughs> and i hear him walk through the water cross the creek and kapow bang, bang. and that guy shoots and uh that deer is probably 60 yards to my southeast and that guy is another probably 60 yards to that that bucks um south so he shoots that deer and I, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, all this commotion, not, not that the deer I wanted right. to shoot, but just a bunch of commotion. I was worried it was going to mess with what was happening in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I watched, I watched the guy get down. He gusts the deer, leaves, goes and gets his four wheeler and two buddies. They come back making all kinds of racket. And at, at one point I'm like, I'm going to get down. This sucks. Right. But the, int- and this is all happening 60 yards just across the Creek from me. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, you have been watching this timber. You can see the other buck just outside of it. You know he's in there with her. Be patient. Stay here. Right. Just wait it out. And I I let them do their thing. It took them a while to do what they were doing. And they finally got on their four-wheeler and left again. And so after they left, I, uh, I, I gave it about half an hour to settle down. And, um thought what can i do to maybe draw them out of here so i i let the loudest i call it a roar out that i could just a nice deep grunt you know a kind of a challenging type of a roar Mm -hmm. excuse me towards that that timber and he came tearing out of that timber straight towards me looking for a fight and we'll go back to something by the way that was really interesting that happened after the fact but so he comes tearing out of there, <clears throat> gets to about 125 yards or so, and uh, I he finally stops. He was running 
I mean, basically trotting towards me. Oh wow! Oh yeah, he was I he was, that was pissed cool. off. Yeah, <laughs> and I, well, I was kind of like, dude, stop running, because <laughs> I don't want you to go okay. too far. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, he finally stops, 125-ish yards away from me, and gives me a shot. So I settle everything down. Um, for those listeners, by the way, the gun that I've been restoring of my grandpa's is a 300 Win Mag. So it's plenty large, heavy gun. Yeah, <laughs> for a deer. Um, and I settled my, my crosshairs, um, and I felt very proficient with this gun. I mean, we've been shooting it, you know, getting it restored. Um, am I as proficient with a rifle as I am with my bow? Not a chance. Right. But I felt perfectly happy with this, this rifle. Um, so settle my crosshairs and I give it to him and I watch him jump in the air what looks like 30 feet i mean it looks like you know i thought oh i just blew him up <laughs> right <laughs> and he he lands after he kind of does that first jump and i'm like all right see ya dude you know fall down any moment gonna now. do a circle and drop <laughs> yeah and he stands there like a statue for five full minutes at least and when he landed he kind of landed <clears throat> there was a tree in between himself and me where i could not get his vitals again so i i had to sit there and watch him oh man and I'm just like, why are you not falling down? I know I just smoked you. Um, and he just stood there. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know. What, what do wanna, you do? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> so he finally takes one or two small steps forward. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, I got to do this again. I kind of rushed the second shot. And I'm pretty sure after investigation, I don't think I hit him on that second shot. I'm pretty sure I also saw a little bit of dirt fly just in front of like his neck. You know, so, so behind him letting, a little bit. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, no big deal. And just at that moment, a thought creeped in my mind. And this is a nice lesson learned for all of our <laughs> listeners here. Um, so my box of ammo, my gun holds three rounds. It's a bolt action, 300 wind mag. Um, and my box of ammo the night before that I got out to put in my bag had three rounds left. <laughs> I've got 80 rounds of this stuff. And so I just told myself, hey, in the morning, I'll grab another few before I leave. Well, that was forgotten. So that did not happen Yeah, in the, in the morning. I've had that happen. Just at that moment, that thought hit me. Oh, shit, you have one left. <laughs> now, you obviously had your scope. Were you a, Did you ever put binoculars on him and see if you could see if yeah, you hit him before with your first shot? Yeah, after the first shot, I, I put the binos up. And because I could see him, I couldn't right. really see his vitals. It was essentially the, like the tree was covering his right. vitals. And so I could see him sitting there and he was just standing there. And I couldn't really see the vitals. Cause, so I couldn't see if there was blood pouring out of them or, or what. And no, it just looked like he was like a zombie all of a sudden, just in the middle of a cut bean field, just, just stoned. Yeah. yeah. The, the dough. So, to go back, this is the weird thing I was telling you. When, when I roared, he came tearing out of that, that timber. She followed him. Hmm. Like, one of those, not my man. You're talking smack, smack to my man. <laughs> Something like that, you know? It was the weirdest thing. Like Because he, he ran 100 yards out of that timber straight towards me. And it's like, she. it's just kind of funny that she followed him. Yeah. And as soon as I shot him the first time, she bolted. And that little buck actually bolted with her and mounted her. Because she, she ran towards me. And then mounted her. It was hilarious. He was trying to do his thing, and it wasn't working really good for him. But um, it was just kind of funny. He, he, <laughs> Still watching. He took the one chance he got, and he just he he, he took it. So anyway, I get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> that thought creeped in my mind. 
oh shit, I have one round left, but you've got to be there's you've you've got to be dead here. He finally turns and makes this slow little walk <clears throat> down to the ditch that leads back up to this timber. And he gets to the edge of the ditch and stands there. And I'm like, you're going to get it a third time. I I don't know what's going on here. <clears throat> so I, I line him up. I take my time. And the third shot, I watch it just smoke, smoke him right in the shoulder. And I see him. The only thing I can try to explain it like is a heavyweight boxer took a punch. Like I see him take this round. Right. Just the ripples go just, through the skin. I see yeah, him like I, I see him like take the punch, and then he just bounces right back and stands there again. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? And right about ten seconds after the round hits him, <clears throat> I see him. Uh, what I thought was jump into the ditch. Coming back, we'll go back to that. But what I thought what I saw was him jump into that ditch, and so I'm like, great. I think now he's going to bed somewhere, and I'm out of ammo. This is like, oh, no, this is my worst nightmare coming to coming to play. Because when he came out the second time, I knew it was this buck we nicknamed Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, been after him all summer, or not all summer, all season. And so my brother-in-law, Russell, who's been on the show before, um, wasn't feeling very good Saturday, so he actually didn't go hunting. Usually we go together opening morning. Right. It wasn't the vid. Just a little cold. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he was just feeling bad. So I felt like crap, but I ended up calling him. I'm like, you've got to get here now. I'm out of ammo. You need to bring me some. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I just shot him. I'm pretty sure he just jumped down to the ditch. And I don't think he's dead. I don't know what's happening. I hit, I hit him. At, at this point, I knew I hit him twice. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I watched the third shot hit him in the shoulder. Um, I, dude, I don't know what's up. He's like, okay. So he, <laughs> he, he drives out and, and walks to me and gets me some ammo. And long story short, I get down, you know, load back up, and I, I walk the ditch towards the deer. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was what I thought was him jumping down into the ditch was him falling down into the ditch dead. Nice. Just didn't notice it. So when I got up to where that happened, there he was at the right. bottom. Of course, he jumped 14 feet straight down. So now I had to drag him straight up. But oh, geez, I bet that was fun. I yeah. bet Russell was really happy with <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bud. Yeah, drag so, me out, of, out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was just a <clears throat> it was one of those events that the nervousness never really hit me because I had been in this this waiting game with him for three hours. Right. I knew, I didn't know it was him the entire time, but if you see a buck from 400 yards away at first light and you can't, don't really have that much light to know who it is. And all you can tell is it's a large buck. It's a, it's a shooter no matter what. Right. I mean, that's a big deer. Mm -hmm. So, um, I knew it was a big deer. Then when he came running out of that timber, I knew it was him. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's one of them deals where patience really paid off. I mean, there was a couple times I contemplated getting down and trying to get around the cornfield and see if Do I could a little sneak see attack down or into something. it from the, the top. And I thought, no, he's going to come out. There's, yeah. he's, he's got two options. He can go north, and <clears throat> for multiple reasons, I didn't think he was going to. Number one, there's nothing north for them, really. And the wind was coming out of the south, so he would have been walking with the wind to his back this time of year. 
sometimes they throw caution to the wind, right. sure. But I just had that feeling that if that doe was going to come out of there, she was going to. She would come south. Now, I will say, uh, reading, like, body language is a good <coughs> good thing here. The um, After I shot him and I saw him, what I thought was jump down to that ditch, I had my binos, once again, on the, the timber. And I saw that doe come back out of it, and the small buck follow her. Mm-hmm. And I never saw him. So, I was positive that he was there. Right. Whether he was just bedded or what, you didn't know. Right. But <clears throat> Obviously, he died. <laughs> That's because he was dead. But um, it's one of them deals where I was just you, you stay even with the guy shooting behind me and all this craziness going on. Right, just stuck to stuck, it. Stuck, stick to it. He's right. He's there. You know, be patient. And this is where I mean, luck always plays into hunting. Sometimes oh, yeah. I mean, every every harvest you get, you you got lucky somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that deer scorpion six days before we watched him get up out of his bed and walk west on the property to my south he bedded not probably 10 yards from where that guy's stand was mm-hmm. a week before that all it took was him with that doe 60 80 yards further south and now he's not on that property anymore you right. know so sometimes you you the what the sun shines on a dog's ass yeah. every once in a while once yeah. blind squirrel finds nut <laughs> yeah and <clears throat> that's that's what happened in this situation. He was luckily with her on our, my side, um, which is where rifle season always freaks me out uh, from from that standpoint, right? Right. Because you never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, that deer. I don't the, have a. It's the good thing and the bad thing because if you don't have a potential shooter on your farm that you know of, there's the potential of something coming in there and right. moving into that area. So. Yeah. And I know with with bow season. That deer getting up on the, the neighboring property is not going to affect don't, anything because right, there's matter. nobody there hunting. But it's just, it's crazy that that day, I you know, the Lord blessed me a little bit, I guess you'd call it, by putting him on our side right. and then chasing her into our timber and staying in there and just giving me the chance to, to be patient. Yep. So um, really excited about him. He's uh, the biggest deer I've shot. What do you end up scoring? Uh, well, I I rough scored him in the back of a truck <laughs> with uh, trophy tape, which is kind of cool, but sometimes it's not the easiest thing. Um, he'll be somewhere around one to one fifty five to one sixty. So That's he's good a gear. he's a good deer. He's and we know he's a minimum of for sure what five and a half. I'd say he's five and a half just because we've got at least two years with him, and the third the the first year with him. 95% sure that's him, so Please. that would put him at three and a half, two By years By the time ago. you probably notice him, he's two and a half, then two years ago, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, well, and I would say the first year we have him, he was most likely three and a half with a decent rack. Right. Which could have been a, a really solid two and a half year old. You just don't know. Yeah. But great deer. Um, what was really cool about that day, too, is my other brother-in-law, Grant, um, went hunting and killed one like 20 minutes before i i shot him on a a, a property what do you think 20 minutes away east of us yeah and so after i made that first or the third shot got a hold of russell also got a hold of grant grant had already texted me that he killed one mm-hmm. and <clears throat> grant uh hunts with a uh lever action open sights 30 30 oh old, really? Which is really cool old school yeah. yeah i like it and uh so 
he he had just got his deer loaded up. Sorry, you said lever action. I know that kind of threw me off. Yeah, it's not lever. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Them lever actions. <laughs> and uh, lever here. He had just <laughs> loaded his deer. What? <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, he just he had just his loaded deer. his deer, and I'm like, hey, if you don't mind, will you? Because he'd be driving home right by the farm I'm on. If you don't mind, will you stop at the uh, the top of the lake? And when I start walking the ditch to see if he's in there, if I happen to bump him, at least you can be up top and let block me know it. if he yeah. – well, not block him. He's not going to be able to do anything. Right. But, I mean, but at least let me know, hey, he just took off. Right. And at least I would know. Um, so Grant um, sat up in this truck with his son, and uh, his son went with him and got to watch his dad kill a deer, which is cool. Awesome. Yep. Uh, his son's only – six yeah so so um and then after that after i recovered him grant came down and we pulled his deer out and we we took pictures together and all Mm -hmm. that cool stuff it's just kind of an extra cool story yeah adds to to uh, all the experience to the experience and you know once again russell coming through uh, not feeling good coming out and bringing me ammo that that is definitely a lesson learned by the way uh be a, better, be a better shot. I was oh, going to say, so, let's go back to that, by the way. Time. Let's go back to that. <laughs> Says me. Yeah. <laughs> so, second shot, like I said, I'm pretty sure I, I missed. Yeah. The first shot, I, I hit him almost. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he didn't fall over dead right there. Um, He was quartered to me a little bit on the for, first shot. So, it exited a little further back. But the literally, the entrance was perfect. Perfect. And it was on the opposite side as the third shot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So... The third shot, um, you know, I could see where the entrance mm-hmm. was for the first shot and the third. That makes right. sense. So the third shot, once I start, you know, taking him apart and gutting him and stuff, there was almost nothing left of his heart. So how he took that and then just stood there like a stud is beyond me. Yeah. Um, that third shot entered right through the shoulder and right, right through the, right through the heart. And so mm-hmm. it's just amazing how tough these animals are. When they're full of testosterone and, and, of course, what they already are. Right. Um, now, I will say he took the shot, stood there for 10 seconds, fell over dead. Right. But how did he not just fall over right there is, right. is beyond me. I mean, he was he he was doing everything he could to stay alive. Yeah. Um, so, and some I think one of our listeners might have even said something about a death march that sometimes they go on where he yeah. didn't move more than from the first shot to the third shot or from where he died. He might have walked a total of thirty yards, t- right. tops. I think that death march they were talking about. Whenever I uh, hit my deer, and if I got one lung, they go on like this three mile. A single lung can. deer can go on like a three mile death march and just go. I mean, they don't stop. They they just keep running and running and running for right. like three miles and then fall <clears throat> over dead. So maybe he went into this death standstill where he just stood there for five minutes yeah. and. Then- if I'd have just let him stand there, he would have fell over dead right there. I, it I'm was guessing just he probably hit lungs, and like you, like we were talking about, that it, they had to fill up, you know. So right. he was sitting there, literally. It sounds bad, but he's drowning right in you know, Rio. Right, while he stood there, yeah, didn't know what was going on. Right, and I mean, you did the right thing by shooting again. I mean, if I would, I anytime I get a, if I have a second shot at something, I'm going to take the second yeah. shot. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, even if I know that first one's a good one, you <laughs> know, I'm still going to take that second shot just to yeah get it quick as possible yeah it's just funny how uh that right in between that second and third shot that it it hit me like a ton of bricks (laughs) 
Oh, like uh, you don't more. have any more. <laughs> you, it's just kind of one of them deals where one I mean shot, we've all kill. we've all done it. So when I got to the stand and sat down, yeah, I knew I only had three rounds, but I'm like, but whoop de doo, plenty. Uh, yeah. You you forgot the rest. I mean, a lot of people will put you know a couple rounds in their bag or whatever. That's uh, why I do. I, I just, have two in my pocket. Sure, and like I said, I was going to. It just slipped my mind that morning trying to get out of there, and and then you know. I, I thought came back to bite me after that third shot. So um, that was when I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? But right. um, it's pretty cool uh, opening morning of rifle yeah. season. And, like, so after 930, done. I was done again. And Yeah, I got that text, uh, the farm I was at, service is spotty, and we were down the bottom or whatever. And we were driving up the hill, and I get that damn like. That son of a bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. So Yeah, and what's great about that that place is if you listen to our last episode, all of these deer had returned within the last I'd say sometime around October 25th, these bucks showed back up. And, and they're gone for months. Uh a month probably. At least a month, 6 weeks, you know, they kind of do whatever they do and they had all started showing back up around the 25th, and then he had pretty much been there every <clears> – <throat> I mean, we've got cameras all over this farm, but you still never know for sure. He had pretty much been there every other day from the 25th to the 14th. Yep. And so <clears throat> I had this feeling that he was there, um, and I even – I remember asking you the night before about where I should go because – the other place I hunt, you know, I hadn't been back there since I'd, I'd killed my archery deer and I hadn't hunted there in a while. So there was a lot of question on, you know, where I should try out. Um, and it's just, it's just really cool in, in one year. And I know you guys are a little bit struggling with the bucks at least, mm-hmm. um, but you both taken a dose. So there's not, I mean, that's awesome. But in one year I was able to kill my first archery deer off of grandpa's and my first deer off of grandpa's. And then... Um, a deer that I had been after, you know, I'd right. actively known. Buck. my archery buck. The first time he ever showed up on that property was October 26th ever. No, we didn't, Russell and I had never seen him hmm. on that property. So that was really cool. Cause it was my first archery kill, um, at that property. Right. And then the, the rifle one was the, the first buck that the second buck I've really been after mm-hmm. more than, you know, a year. And then, you know, to, to add icing on the cake, it's my largest uh, buck to date now. Yep. It's just really cool that it happened at Grandpa's. and With um, your Grandpa's restored gun. With yeah. Well, it's a different grandfather. But, well, still um, a grandfather. Yeah, my grandfather. I call it Grandpa's. It's actually my wife's family. Right. But, I mean, hell, I, at this family. point, <laughs> I've been with her for 20-some years. So, um, yeah, with my Grandpa's restored gun. So, I'm really glad Russell basically told me, uh, the hell you're not taking your your bow you're gonna at least take that rifle um i feel like i might have been able to to get a shot at him with my bow had i been in our our stand on that side um had i had a bow i might have moved to a different stand mm-hmm. um and he was moving that direction when i draw, drew him out of that that timber but who knows i mean right. it's the rut man if if that doe maybe would have taken off north he might have taken off with her at that point. Never know. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely would. He was swiftly moving towards that stand, um, and had I had my bow, I might have got a shot there too. But um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh yeah, I don't, don't, I don't, don't matter. No, <laughs> I, I, I really don't care. I mean, he's in the freezer, so uh, that's right. I um, busted out. You know, maybe 
like I said, once a year. Uh, this year, this gun was, um, like I said, worked on. I mean, I think I I put a, uh, a if my wife is listening to this, sorry, babe. I think a thousand dollar scope on it at least. Um, I mean, I've, I've spent some money restoring this thing, and right. I think even next year I might look at a new stock. Um, just depends on what Russell and I can kind of do on that, but yeah, uh, and a new trigger. Um, was going to do that this year, just kind of ran out of time. We don't, I don't spend all my time on rifles, just like you guys. Right. Um, I spent more time on a rifle this year than I've have in probably the last 10. Um, but that, that's where you kind of feel good. You know, it's like, Hey, you've, you've worked it. on it. Um, you know, most everybody hopefully listening at least shoots a rifle before they go rifle hunting. Right. But, um, you know, it's, it was dialed in this year for more more than any other year it would have been. So I felt good about it, which is kind of what's kind of pisses me off about him not dying right there on the first shot, but it is what it is. He would have, I think. Tough just, animals. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's crazy how tough they are. So For sure. So you're tagged out this year. So you're done. I'm done. You going to be able to get the last well we got 2 days left. Yeah, 2 days left. I we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to stress about it too much. Right. But I'll probably slip out there either tomorrow night or Tuesday night. Yeah, see if you can yeah. get something done. I'm I probably won't be able to do any more uh rifle this year, yeah. but uh and it'll be limited as far as my archery season. They'll be able to go on the weekends here and there. Right. And stuff. So we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. But then we get into uh we'll start our predator hunting. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm Especially with the new laws that are going to be passed or yeah. that are passed that are going to start in Missouri. Right. Uh, we're actually going to have an episode, by the way, on that um, at some point for everybody about the new um, new laws in the state of Missouri with predator hunting. And uh, we're excited about that. We'll have um, a couple people on with MDC mm-hmm. uh, talk about that. And there's some really cool tournaments in our in our area. Yeah, that we'll, we'll usually do every year. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to do them again. Um, yeah, I was just talking to our friends at Movets Outdoors at the processor last week. Um, they're going to have another one this year, and um, I think they're going to call it Corona 2.0 or something like that. Because <laughs> their their tournament, if you remember, we didn't go to it. it. Yeah, because of Corona. because it yeah. just like stuff just started shutting down, and I remember our wives yeah. being like, "That's no, yeah. you're not doing that." Right. Yeah. Um, so I think they're nicknaming it something funny like that. Good for this year. So we're cool. uh, we're going to hopefully do that and. Good luck to all of our listeners the rest of the season. We are recording this on what day? November 22nd. Yep. There is almost two full months left of hunting. Did I do that right? November? Yeah. yeah. Almost. Deer hunting. Of, of deer hunting. So Duck it, season's now open, I think. I'm not a duck hunter, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I hear shotguns all the time. Yep. Yeah. I think Russell's been, uh, been out. Grant's been out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So no need to, uh, to start pressing. I mean, this season's really just getting going. You still got time. You still got late season. Late season's always a good one if you can get on some food. So I think the reason people press so much right about now, and I'm looking at Andy and mm-hmm. he's smirking at me, but it's not just you. You get on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and you are just flooded. I don't know. If it, Missouri's got some giants falling this year, wanna, I feel like. I know, oh, no doubt. It just seems like everybody's that killing stuff. I year. think it did. I think yep. the rut was timed perfectly Yep. with rifle season. There's some great bow kills uh, last week of bow season. There's yep. been some monsters killed in Missouri. Yeah. But you get on these social media platforms, and you see all these big deer going down. 
mm-hmm. and that's where some people start pressing because they're like, all right, I saw this guy, I saw this person, everybody's getting something. Why not me? Why not me? Right. Well, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, whether it's uh, just sometimes not the right time or whatever, you know, yep. it, it still can happen. You still have time, so make sure you guys. The are, rut's still going on right now. Right. Um, we'll have that second rut usually. We'll have the and then then the you you hardcore bow hunters. Um, stuff starts getting a little more normal again and, and late season a lot of people put down good deer at late during late season yep yep um you know tactics go a little back more to normal for you you bow hunters out there after this rut kind of subsides and you can start you know trying not to just hold on i guess when the rut hits and just all hell breaks loose but there's there's a lot of really cool things that happen during the rut, and there's a lot of things that uh, are crazy during the rut. But that's what's so fun about it. I think it's just different. It's yeah. different than early season. It's different than the pre-rut. It's different than everything. It's it's when the big fellas can hit the ground, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're excited. So uh, good luck, everybody. You guys got anything else? No, that's it. No. Looking forward to our next episodes coming up. Uh, we got some good ones. And uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe. And stay tuned. We'll stay tuned. We'll talk <laughs> to you all later. See you. See you.